Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Hey, welcome to The Solution. My name is Craig Dolan. I'm sitting here with my good buddy and co-host, Greg Carter. Greg, hey, Greg. how's it going? It's going great tonight. Looking forward to the show. Oh, yeah. We got a gentleman named Ed from Chicago with a situation going on, don't we? He has a situation going. He most <laughs> definitely does. Yes, He's he does. a situation man. Let's get right into that letter, and we're going to have a solution right after that for Ed. Hi, guys. My name is Ed. I'm from the Chicago area, and I have a couple of issues I thought you might be able to work through with me. I've been in this relationship for about a year now. It's long distance, and that is a problem. I love this girl, and she is it for me. Sue has two kids from a past marriage, and her husband passed away. I've been married three times, and all my kids are grown, all but my 16-year-old. Our dilemma is this. My 16-year-old daughter lives with me. She tells me that if I move to Iowa, she will go live with a friend. Her mother had the kids taken away several years ago. Her two brothers are both in college and away from home now. Sue has one child who is autistic. And she's struggled with the school system nonstop for several years now and really has her son in the right programs and place, finally. For her to get them to be doing the same things for him here in the school system would be impossible. I want to get out of the situation to be with this incredible woman, but I don't want to lose my daughter. I just don't know if I can be what I need to be for this woman, though. Her kids need a father figure. She gets frustrated with me because we had planned on my moving to Iowa to be with them, and I haven't been able to go yet. She wants me to be there every day, which I get. She started telling me that I need to be a man and take my life back, which makes me angry. She's angry, and I feel helpless. I, too, am a recovering addict, and this makes me want to use again. And then we fight because she says, I'm just watching my life pass me by. She's an amazing woman, and I don't want to lose her. How can I fix this, guys? Thanks for any help you can offer. Signed, Ed. Whoa, thank you, Josh, for the reading of that letter. Wow, Greg. Ed from uh, Chicago. He's got himself a situation going on there, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Is it a code red or is it a, I don't know, it's just a windy city blue? It's a code red. Yeah. Reading through the first paragraph, it sounds kind of normal a little bit. You know, he's been in this relationship for a girl for about a year. It's long distance. Obviously, that can be a problem because if people love each other, they want to be close, you know, to each other. He says, this girl's for me. And then he has a 16 year old and then it gets into the dilemma. At that point, it's like, everything seems to be halfway decent. Then he talks about the dilemma, how his daughter says she'll go live with a friend. She doesn't want to move to Iowa, Mm -hmm. you know, and that happens. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing about the letter, though, it doesn't say whether the 16-year-old daughter has met her father's girlfriend or not. I'm thinking that um, his girlfriend and her son have at least visited once or twice just to meet everybody. Yeah, I would think so. You know? I would think so, yeah. It does say something in here, too. And it didn't really go on after it said it, but it's talked about how that the kids were taken away from 
her mother had the kids taken away several years ago. And then it kind of dropped. But it did say that he, at one time, when he had a, he had an addiction problem, right? Yes. Well, I think he's cleaned that up. Yes. Yes, he has, from what you it know. sounds like. And as far as the daughter wanting to stay, well, if you were 16 and... Now, of course, we're guys, you know. What if that happened? What would we want to do? You know, I would have to say it depends on the individual. Yep. I would say... I would probably want to stay in Chicago, too, a populated mm-hmm. area, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, you know, that, that's probably not a huge issue. She has a child that is autistic, and she's kind of struggled back and forth with schools. Now, the school system, the school situation is uh, getting better all the time for the, for the child, right? Yes. But then, I think the old bomb gets dropped. Towards the end of this, when Josh was reading that, yes. towards the end of this thing, I'm going, whoa, did you do a whoa? Yes, I did. And then in the back of my mind, the code red alarm went off. <laughs> code red. We got a code red here. He's, Watch out. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was kind of using him a bit as a floor mat. Yes. Or she was being very rigid. You yeah. know, like, hey, you're coming here. You know, if, you're, if you were a man, you got to start being a man. Yeah, manipulation, trying to control, manipulate, making him feel less than. Right. Almost feels like this letter is more of a thing to add if you're listening. It almost feels a little bit like we're here to pump you up. That's right. You know? Yes. Not that uh, we got to get him in the weight room, but we do have to maybe get him in the mental weight room. Yeah. I mean, first, first things first, right? That's right. I believe in first things first. Don't you? Yes. Ed needs to definitely check himself out first and really do it like an inventory. Like, hey, what's my main reason for wanting to get in this relationship? Is it really do I love this girl? Mm-hmm. Or is it that I'm already feeling important? I I feel needed. And the the sad part is her manipulation is so good is that. I feel that she's manipulating. He feels this way because he's already playing a role in his mind. He's assigned himself to a role that he's not in in yet. You see what I mean? He's not there living with her yet. Right. right? He's right. not he's not living with her, but yet all of a sudden he feels this need to to actually be there and what she's saying is getting to him because like she needs a father. You know, for her children. You know, you know, she, you know, yep. that he, you know, her. She's, she said, she started telling me that I need to be a man and take my life back, which makes me angry. Well, heck yeah, it should. She is angry and I feel helpless. Yeah. Because part of him, I believe, it gives him a purpose. It does. Oh, you absolutely. Know, to be needed, just to be to needed. To be needed and to, to go over there gives him a purpose. And we all need a purpose, right? That's right. We feel important when we're purpose, especially when somebody's depending on us. But that purpose should be able to define itself in a in a in a way that is making that individual who chooses to have a purpose, it should uh, empower them in a in a positive, healthy way. You know, they shouldn't have to be empowered through negative words. Right, like be a man, stand be up, a be man. a man. Yeah. yeah. What's that yeah. all about? Right. She's manipulation. Saying, she's saying he's not a man. 
Exactly. Well, who wants a woman who doesn't think their man's a man right. already? Or like this, you're not a man unless you do da-da-da-da-da. See what I mean? Bingo. You're not a man unless you come down and live with me. You're not a man unless, you know, so. It's conditional. Yeah. He's in a, condi- this, this love relationship that he's entering into has conditions. It's not unconditional. No, it's not. No, it's not. He, he's in for a rude awakening. And here's the other thing that's interesting too, Craig, is that, you know, he mentions he's a recovering addict and this is putting him under pressure. And it's he says it right here in the letter. It makes him want to use again. Yep. And for an addict to use again is death. You know, spirit. Even if it doesn't kill you, your body, it's still death spiritually and emotionally. It takes. Yep. It does. It'll take its toll. It'll take its toll, and it already is on him, which is why Ed wrote us. And thank you, Ed, for writing this. Yes, Ed. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We're not attacking you, Ed. This is just constructive criticism. We're here to help you, brother. Yeah, we're we're going through this letter with a fine tooth comb, Ed, because you wrote a good letter. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. It's a great letter because it has so many different roads in it. And then we fight because she says, "I am just watching my life pass me by." She she thinks you're watching your life pass you by because what? You're not making you're not fulfilling her. Who wants to be in a relationship where you're held hostage or responsible for making that other person feel good? Exactly. He's being held hostage right now. Emotional yeah. hostage. She really doesn't know what love, showing love or sharing love or, no. you know, she's making him his emotional hostage. And yep. Ed's reaching out a little bit because he knows something's wrong. He knows something's wrong, which he's yeah. reaching out to us. That's a good thing, Ed. So thank you again <clears> for that. <throat> but you have to remember, Ed, some of us, and I've fallen into this trap myself, too. It's like I've been involved with in in some bad relationships that were bad for me. And I remember overhearing somebody telling somebody else one time, and it was appropriate for me at the time. I said, would you rather be wanted dead or alive than not to be wanted at all? Dead or alive. And that's, alive. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of truth to that. It's like, oh, man, this person loves me and needs me, but they treat me like crap. But then the flip side, yeah, they, yeah. You know, they really want me and they need me and I'm wanted and I'm wanted, you know what I mean? And it's like, oh my God. And he's to be wanted, to feel the need for being wanted. Yeah. Right now he's, he's taken that over the negativity. You know I mean? This relationship is negative. It's going to create problems for him in the future. That's just my opinion. And folks Mm -hmm. on this show, it's Craig's views, my views, and it's, you know, a view of looking at things, right, but I right. I think this is danger for him. It's, it's going to spell misery if he pursues this relationship. You've stayed with us this far, and that shows commitment, proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. We're all human. We can all enter into a relationship. And we know something's happening to us. Yes. Because we just don't feel right about it. Right. But we can't pinpoint it. Yes. And so then it takes, you know, once we can get out of that relationship or even within that relationship, if you can learn, somebody can show you something about boundaries. Yes. And um, learning how to establish them when things are happening to you that just don't feel right. Now, right there, he could set some boundaries. You know, he could have a talk with her and say, hey. I don't like what you said. I don't yes. like what you said about calling me up to be a man. Who talks to somebody like that? Oh, I know. Is what he he would want to say. And he'd say, if you talk to me like that again, you know, when you, you treat me like that again, 
you know, there's going to be a consequence because that's not right. Because I wouldn't treat you that way. Right. You know, and um, it'd be interesting to talk to him and say, hey, Ed, how do you really feel when you're with her? You know, how do you really feel? I'd like to be able to be, it'd be cool that doubt if that will happen if you and I could be around those two while they're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Just in the normal interaction, like watching them drink coffee together or, or you know, yeah. I bet it would be interesting. You wouldn't right. even have to hear them talk. You'd just be able to kick back and watch the body language. And I think that would tell a story in itself. Yeah, he, he's probably running around her kitchen, getting her everything, maybe. Oh, absolutely. You know? yeah. I don't, she doesn't, maybe doesn't seem like the type that, I don't know, just by that letter, she comes off as pretty self-centered. She does. Yeah. All about me. All about me. And she uses her, her child, you know, bless the child, autistic and bless that whole situation right we do that but i do believe that she might be hiding behind that thing and using that as a some leverage something something to cloak her in to make her appear to be much better than what she is and better acting than what she is because i do believe there's manipulation going on oh yeah the child the child needs the father a father figure Mm -hmm. you know and so he knows that since he isn't moving as fast as she wants it to all of a sudden she's going to the resorts like hey be a man your life is passing mm-hmm. you by yeah you know right yeah negative exactly a lot of negative going on there yeah on the positive note on her end what's positive on her end she's smart at least not to transplant her child autistic child yeah no. that's that's all set in place i can understand where she's come yep. from for that so we're not we're not attacking her any just how she's going about it is wrong is not the right way to do that. I agree with you on that because the the, the child does they figured out a good system there um, academics for the, for the child and that's all going really good. Yes, and so boy, a good hard co- uh, conversation could be had there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he can, you know, there's potential there if he he spoke his piece and told her in such a way. The things he likes and the things he doesn't like. And if she, I guarantee you, if you apply boundaries and, and if they bust through them or if they don't respect them, I mean, because if she truly cares for him or truly loves him, she would understand. But if she's a little bit crazy and a lot self-centered, she won't understand. Right. And then it'll be a good way of figuring it out. The best thing about boundaries is, is that it just it eliminates the people that aren't right for you. Exactly. That's what he needs to do. He needs to set the boundary now. The boundaries are as simple. As all the bound, What boundaries are is just protecting yourself. If somebody says something to you which makes you feel funny and you don't like it and you don't care for it, then you call them out on it. Exactly. And it's just all it is is just it's winning somebody's respect too. Yeah. And yeah. saying, hey, you're not going to treat me that way because I'm not going to treat you that way, right? Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that attachment, the the anxious attachment, you know, yeah, where he's like, you can, his words, he's like anxious, his mind spinning. And one thing I have to say, readers and listeners out there, he's allowed her to make him feel this way. See what I mean? How he's processing this. A lot of that is he's anxious right now. He doesn't know what to do next. He's his mind spinning and. Yeah, he's no, you're that's a yeah, great point. Yeah, because yeah, he's 
he is acting anxious. You know, he's he's not being avoidant, but he's definitely not avoidant. Let, no. I mean, let's eliminate the ones we can because yeah. if he was avoidant, he would have been avoiding her a long time ago. Yeah, and he's communicating with her because he had every reason to, and he's not secure because he's he's letting he's letting uh, her big uh, pickup truck back him over and then run over him again. Yes. So you're right. He is an anxious attachment. Yeah, I feel sorry for him because I. Well, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't really because he will he will learn from this. That's what we want for him is to learn from this, and then because in attachments you can definitely change those up. You can definitely get to secure. Yeah. If he changes the boundary and it's going to require communication on her part for the secure attachment, both parties need to be secure attachment, right? Yeah. Right. So there's definitely going to have to be communication, set the boundaries down. And Ed, it might not, if you set those boundaries down, the results might not be the way you want it, but tell you what, it'll be the results, what they're supposed to be in life. Cause he took the action to do that. Well, what I see too, Greg, what I can see from the letter are two anxious attachments trying to make this work because she is, I believe by her words in here that she's an anxious attachment because she's putting down some heavies on him. Yes. Calling him and say, you got to be a man. You got to do this. You know, if she was a secure attachment, she would say, hey, let's, you know, why don't we keep this going like it is and. You know, I love you. I love being with you. Um, you know, let's just kind of see how this plays out a little bit. I know that you're under duress, under some stress there. Yeah. And so am I. Well, let's support each other. And then let, let's just kind of let this work out for itself a little bit. Let the solution kind of work its way towards them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would say life is and an they might, action program. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> action, yep. Yes, absolutely. And hopefully they both can sit down. Like if, if I were Ed, which I'm not Ed, I would mm. sit down with her. My life experience and doing this show it would be to, we both need to sit down and, you know, present our boundaries that we have with each other. Mm. Boundaries that cannot be crossed. Right. You know, and that way he's not just totally saying, I have boundaries. I need to tell you my boundaries presented in a way to where he wants to hear inviting her to put her boundaries out too. I mean, the the ideal, what they say of the ideal relationship. Yes. And, um, is where the other, well, one person is very conscious and very wanting to help the other person. And the other person is very conscious and wants to help that person. So they're like crisscrossing. Yes. Each person's getting taken care of, but by the other. Right. Which so in that way it eliminates anything that is self centered, it eliminates any toxicity from that relationship. It does because your your mindset is over to them. Their mindset is over to you. You know you have to have a little bit of a course of your own. But what I'm saying is you're very conscious of the other person and what they're how they're feeling, what they're going through. You have a lot of empathy. Yes. Yeah. And that translates to a a solid relationship. So let's. Let's 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 wrap this up and say each of us say what is the final solution here? The final solution for me, for for those two, my advice would be those two need to sit down and talk. He needs to set his boundaries. I'd even write it out on paper if I were him, because just the attacks that she's given him that he's presented in this letter, 
she's going to take it as an attack. I think when he, when he discusses his boundaries, I hope she doesn't, but I have a feeling when he goes, all right, honey, I need to discuss my boundaries. You know, I can't allow you to do this. I can't allow you to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling when he goes and opens his heart to discuss boundaries, she's going to take it as an attack and not even let him finish talking. Mm -hmm. But even though he's going to get resolution. So Ed, regardless, when you sit down and have this talk with her about your boundaries, you're going to have a resolution one way or another in this mm. relationship. So pray, be prepared that it could be over with, accept the fact it could be over with. And, it, you know, it's in your higher power's hands, God's hands, you know, pray about it. God will lead you into the right. He wants what's best for you, but you have to be open to him. You have to be open. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, that's good stuff there, Greg. I well, thank you. What I would say is going into that, I'd say, you know, you get with her, you start off with listing all of her good qualities. Yeah. You know, a lot of good qualities that we haven't even, that we don't know about. Right. And she, I'm sure she has some great qualities oh, too. Oh, she does. I'm sure she does. For so, him to like her and love her, as he said, yeah. she's just it. You know, there has to be some there. Yes. So he goes, he presents those, he lays those down at first and says, honey, I appreciate this, 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 and this about you. I really do. I really do. And then uh, then go into some of the things you're not, you know, liking. <laughs> yes. And then say, hey, are these things that we can work through? Because to have a life together, and if not, you know, I, I, I still care about you and care about your child, and I want everything to go great for you. But, you know, and then, then go from there. Yes. You know, you can take a little bit of time, for sure. Take a little bit of pressure off the situation. But go from there because the answer is going to present itself. Yes, it will. It really will. Yeah, you can pray about it too because it it will. The answer is inevitably it will present itself. So in that situation there, if I were Ed, from my experience, I'd be like praying to God just to give me strength to sit well, down and have that talk with her. Yeah, because Ed, Ed, let's let's uh, you you need to be a, yeah upright, strong man, and just and show her you know just to show her what a man you are, because she did, you know, I, I didn't like the be a man thing. I didn't either. Yeah. She's are, drawn from the hip. Cause yeah. you are a man, Ed, you are a man. Yes, you are. And you go show it to her and then you guys will go from there and she will respect you. Yes. For showing her that great show, Greg. It is a great show. Yeah. Fantastic. And Ed, you know, we say a prayer for you, buddy. Yep. Yes. Just think of Ditka. Think who brought you those championships back in the 80s. Well, one of them. <laughs> With a refrigerator and Ditka. They were upright, strong guys, yeah, okay? Walter Payton. Payton, oh yeah. Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon at quarterback. The Bears. Okay, that's it. We're going to let you go. Uh, good luck, Ed. We're, we're behind you. Uh, listeners, thank you a ton for listening in. And uh, Greg, thank you a lot. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Josh, for uh, being a voice and being a great techie. Yes, he is a great techie. Well, we got to go now. All right, take care. Have a good night. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.